If this astounds you, please stay tuned for today's show. Any objection that you receive in your business can only come from something that you have just said or something that you have just done. I've been asked on dozens of occasions to go and speak in businesses about objection handling, and whether it's an hour-long session, whether it's a two-hour-long session, whether it's half-day, whether it's a full-day session, it's about five to ten minutes that I talk to them about objection handling. Because if you're getting that objection all the time that you're struggling to overcome, all you need to do is stop doing the thing just before you receive the objection. And guess what? The objection doesn't come about anymore. The wider question is, how can you frame your offer in a certain way so that you stop the objections that you're getting at the moment, that you're struggling to overcome, and it helps you to build your business into a position that makes you stand out from everybody else in the marketplace. So, I had a, a big group discussion today about objection handling, and I've run objection handling workshops in big, big groups of people, small groups of people, one-on-one -on -one with people, obviously dealt with objections for years and years and years um, in my business, in my life. Um, and this discussion, it got me thinking, I thought, I really, really need to share this. So, there was a, there was a group of 17 people that we were, that we were with on a, on, a, on a group call, and somebody said, um, we're talking about objection handling, and this one person said, um, I get these certain objections all the time, but I always know what to say to them so I can overcome them, which I thought, okay, that's interesting. Go on. So they started saying about the objections that they receive in their business and then started saying, well, and then I say this. And quite a lot of the time, that then means that blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, what about the times when that doesn't occur? And they go, oh, well, then I can't overcome the objection, but they're not the right clients for me anyway, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. You're basically, you're saying that the things that they're saying, you've got to come back to it. And if they accept it, you move forward. And if you don't, you just say, they aren't right customers for me. What a bizarre way to look at your business. What people always miss with objection handling, and it baffles me completely, is that the only way you can receive a certain objection is based on something that you have just done or something that you have just said. That is all. Like, you're not, you can't be talking to somebody about... I don't know, about tiles on a wall in a kitchen because that's what you do in your business and then someone gives you a price objection. They can't because you're talking about something completely different. Or if you're talking about the result that you're generating somebody in their business or where they stand in their life right now or you're framing a circumstance that they may be in at the moment that you might be able to help with, you can't then get a price objection because it's not something that you've just spoken about. In the same way, when you talk about price, you can often get a price objection because they see the price to value discrepancy is 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 wide so they're thinking the value that i'm getting is not worth the price now we all know and i can give you loads and loads and loads of examples of things like really simple like look at i don't know a bottle of water how much would you pay for a bottle of water now it really you might think it costs a pound it costs 50p it costs whatever depending on what water you drink and how how uh, how interested you are whether you're volvic or evian or even something a little bit more fancy that you might want to drink or if you're one of those ones when you go into I don't know, Morrison's or Sainsbury's or Tesco or somewhere, and you'll buy the own brand one because you think, well, it's water at the end of the day. I'm not fussed. Do you go into a restaurant and they say, do you want still or sparkling? And you go, I'll have tap water. Obviously, if you're savvy, you go, do you know what, it's water. I'm not really bothered either way. You're not seeing the value in paying £3.50 for a glass of water or whatever they'll charge or a bottle of water um, in the restaurant. But you would see a bottle of water as being in a, 
in a scenario where you're getting out of a tap, it's going to cost you nothing if you're in the right sort of environment. You might be in a supermarket or like a, a pound shop and it might be 50p or a pound for the bottle. But then you might be at a service station and you stop at the service station and it might be, I don't know, pound ninety-nine or in a petrol station. And then you might be in an airport and in an airport, it's mad in an airport, they'll charge you pound £3 for a bottle, but they'll say if you, but it's three for two. So they'll end up making you buy more water than you actually need. You think, well, I'll get it for £2 if it's three for two rather than paying £3 for one. And there's other examples where you go into different scenarios and the same thing is is different in price, but you accept it because the need you have at that certain time is worth the money that they're trying to charge. Now, in your business, the thing that you really, really need to bear in mind when you're talking about price or you're trying to put a, a value on the thing that you're doing, the value that people will see for what you do will be based around who they are, where they are, what they've got going in their lives right now, what are the problems that they have got, and what solution can your um, you know, your product, your service, whatever it is that you're doing, what is it that they that can do that will build value so that they don't see it as a cost. They'll see it as a really, really good investment. And it's where loads of businesses get it wrong. The one surefire way to make sure your you business will not scale is just to think, right, how much does this thing cost me? So it might be you're making a, I don't know, you might be making bird feeders that sit in the garden out of wood and you're doing it in a garage or a shed or something like that. Or you might be an accountant and you might be, right, how long is it going to take me to do these end year accounts? Or you might be an artist and you think, well, how long is it going to take me to do that sculpture? Or is it going to take me to do that painting? It makes no difference what it is that you do. But what most businesses do is they think, right, what is other what are other people charging in the marketplace? Which firstly is daft anyway, because no one else is doing the same thing as you. And if you have gone into a market to do the exact same thing as somebody else, believe me, you're in the wrong game. Do something where you can do something where you can create a different solution to problems that people have got. Anyway, think about the thing that you are doing do not price it based on the time that you put in. Frame it in a different way. Okay, really, really simple distinction. Don't just say, this is what other people are doing in the marketplace. I'm going to try and be a little bit cheaper to just be competitive on price, which is another one people of, oh, we are competitive on price. What's competitive on price? If you're selling the same thing, you're always going to have a price objection from people. If you start selling something different, you don't need to be competitive on price because there's no one else in the marketplace that is doing that thing. So just frame it in a different way. And this is the thing that I work with businesses all all the time. And the frustration with smaller businesses that never scale and they struggle, they're working, you know, 15, 16 hour days, they're working six, seven days a week and they're doing it for 20 years is because they don't understand how they can price what they do and how they can frame it in a way that is important to people so that they will value what it is that you're doing rather than just thinking, how much is it going to cost me? So please don't look at what you're doing and look what other people are doing around you that's quite similar and think, well, everyone else is doing it for 100 quid, so I might do it for 95 because then we're competitive. Okay, please don't put yourself in that boat. Think, what are the people around in the marketplace? What are they doing? What is the solution that they are delivering to a problem? If you can find a marketplace that you can put yourself in that delivers a solution that nobody else is delivering and just frame what it is that you do in that particular way, you haven't got any competitors in the marketplace. Okay, good example recently, a HR company that I was sat down with, done some work, had a couple of sessions with them, just going through how we could help them to increase their value proposition. As it stands, what they are trying to do is sell out HR consultancy package, but they are charging £75 per hour. And what they are wanting is people to say, 
yeah, let me come in. Um, I can either do it outside of your business or I can come into your business, but it's going to be £75 an hour. And they're, very, they're really, really struggling to get buying from people because they're thinking, £75 an hour to do bits and pieces that I could do myself is not an effective use of my funds, especially when they're targeting small businesses that haven't got that much money. Okay, we've worked with them. Just help them to just fine-tune what it is that they're doing. Firstly, work out the things that are really, really valuable to people and stack them into the offer that they are pitching to the marketplace. So if I'm going from £75 an hour and they couldn't get any clients because they're trying to sell HR consultancy, they are now doing £500 half-day workshops, which are three hours long, by the way. So they're trying to sell this same thing for 225 quid, three hours at 75 quid, and couldn't get any clients, and are now doing... £500 packages for three hours because they're stacking it in a way that solves problems that people have got in their businesses. So framing their solution around staff absences, uh, staff sickness, uh, happiness in the workplace, limiting the amount of um, absences that people are taking, like just managing staff holidays and stuff like that, incentivizing staff in the right way, making sure you've got a, a, an engaged workforce because an engaged workforce are going to be a profitable workforce and then how to how to incentivize workers, all these different types of things that when they're in doing the £75 an hour, they are things that they will cover with the client and try and help them with. But because they aren't help, because at the point when they're selling the consultancy, they aren't selling it as this is the thing, this is the solution, this is the result that you're going to get from working with us, no one's interested because they're thinking, well, HR consultancy, I can get it from anywhere. And guess what? When you go into the marketplace trying to sell HR consultancy, you're only going to be able to sell it to someone that is looking for HR consultancy right there, right then. If you go in and say, what impact would you have on your business if you if you decrease staff absences by 50%? You're going to get a different answer to a question then. Do you want some HR consultancy? Because they might already be getting HR consultancy. But the HR consultancy is probably not solving their problem that they've got with staff absences. Where suddenly, you come into the marketplace and say, we can solve this biggest problem that you've got in your business that's probably costing you, however big you are, hundreds, thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds over the course of a year, we can solve that problem for you. What is that worth once you start framing something in a way that you target clients that are doing, I don't know, have got 100 staff and you know the, 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 the staff are being paid 30 grand a year and their staff absence rate is probably in the, in the region of somewhere 20 to 30% and you can put a figure on exactly what is costing them in their business. When you're pitching to that client, you don't need to tell them how much it's going to cost because you can talk to them in what they are going to save when they get the result that you're going to deliver. And it's a completely different conversation. You could be charging 10 times as much as one of your competitors that is doing something very, very similar, but because you framed it in a different way, they will see it that way. They won't see that you've got a competitor. And if they do try to come at you with a price objection, but you framed it in a way that is completely unique in the marketplace, if they say, I found that cheaper elsewhere, you say, oh, you found 50% uh, less staff absences or staff holidays elsewhere. No, 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 found HR consultancy elsewhere. Ah, I see what you mean. I didn't realise you just wanted HR consultancy. In that case, go to them. Like, no, no, but I did want the 50% of my staff. Like, but, Oh, yeah, well, that's what we do. I thought you just said you wanted HR consultancy. No, 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 we want that. Ah, well, that's why it's this much. Do you want that or do you just want some consultancy? And this works in all different areas. It's not just HR, it's across all different sectors. And this is where loads and loads and loads and loads of businesses go wrong. So please don't fall into the trap of doing that yourself. Okay. As always, as I say, when uh, we record these these sessions and these shows, we've got lots and lots of episodes already recorded. Um, we've got people that are going to be coming on featuring and talking about specific areas. Please let us know if there's any areas in particular that you would like help with in your business that would add value. 
Moreover, if you've got some experience in something, you've grown a massive business, you've smashed it in the sales environment, or you've come up with a method to help people to solve problems, to help them to market their business better, to help to scale better, to help to grow their business, and to help people that are running businesses to lead a better life, I would love to hear from you. As always, if you could like, subscribe uh, to the podcast, leave a review, I really, really appreciate it. And the most important thing, if there's anybody that you know that is struggling to scale their business or are working too much in the business, not enough on it, or spending too many hours at work and are not doing the things that they love or enjoy doing because of the work that they have got from the business that they set up to solve that problem, please share this podcast with them. I would like to be able to impact more and more business owners. And the only way we're going to do that is by people like you sharing it with people that you know. As always, remember, it's not what you sell, it's how you sell it. (laughs) Wow. <laughs>